Today's word comes from Proverbs 30 and 5. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. It's Proverbs 35. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Man, I'm making it. I'm making it. Did I catch you at a bad time? Nope. You sure did. So how's things been going? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's been raining too much here today, but uh, no hunting today because it's just been pouring rain and thunderstorms. Yeah, I just got a notification on my phone that tornado warnings and stuff, so I guess we'll be dealing with that today. Yeah, there were several tornado warnings I seen uh, coming this way, but uh, luckily we didn't have that. We just got flood warnings because I guess we ended up getting like two inches of rain this morning, and then we're supposed to get like an inch to two inches this evening. So I'm hoping it gets out. They say it's supposed to be out of here by 2 or 3 o'clock, and I might hunt then after that, but, but we'll see. Yeah, it's, man, it's, I don't know that I've seen a, a wetter, I'm 43, I don't know that I've seen a wetter January, February in, in a long time, I don't know. It sure is here. I'll be honest, for January and February it's been wet, uh, but back in 2018, 19, I was building my house, I was building a new house in 19. Or finished it up in 19, moved in in 19, and we started in 18. And it rained so much that year, I thought, geez, oh, people are never going to get in this house. <laughs> yeah, that's I your, mean, it was horrible. So that, yeah, I built a house, I guess, uh, I'll be in mine eight years, so um, this coming up summer, so I guess about seven years ago. And I, yeah, you're exactly right, you know, it was, if it wasn't for, you know, you, we built a driveway, then we, uh, and then, then we, uh, you know, we, you know, had to have gravel hauled in, you know, and then it was just, man, it was, it was always some kind of delay, whether it be rain or, or, or whatnot, so I get it, I remember those days, and it was, you know, you're sitting there, if you, if you don't have the money, and I didn't, to, to finance it, you know, pay for it out of pocket at that time, you know, you're sitting there, oh, yeah. <laughs> paying interest on something, then, uh, yeah, so I, I get it. And you have a house payment back at your old house. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trust me. I took in. I was uh, working and running dogs and working on a. And I did a lot of the work on my house myself. I used to build custom homes back in the nineties. Uh-huh. And I built some big, big. I'm talking back in the nineties. They were three to five thousand square foot houses. Wowzers. So. Yeah, they were huge houses back then. That's in the 90s. You know what I mean? Nowadays, people are like, well, you know, I got a 3,000 square foot house. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, typical, you know. But back then, I was building custom homes. And uh, uh, so I did a lot of work myself on my own home. But it's still, like when I went to the bank to get my loan for my house, I was sitting there talking to them. She said, well, do you have a million dollars worth of equity? I said, if I had a million dollars equity, I would be talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah, I don't need you if I if I had all that equity. I get it, brother. That's right. Man, good Lord. And these folks are crazy. These, I mean, you know, everybody's got a place. Don't get me wrong. The bank and stuff like that. And I know that's their job and stuff. But I'm like, come on now. If I had the money, the equity to put up, do you think I would? I wouldn't even come here. I'd pay for it out of my pocket. Man, it's, it's so crazy. It is ridiculous but oh yes sir but uh well no man i've been i've been wanting to get you on for a while and i know we spoke back last year or something and uh anyway we were uh you know you come requested obviously you know they 
you know, you do a, you do great starting pups, and and then you've obviously started a pile of pups and and done good with them. So uh, that's what we're here to do. We're not here to to pick your brain. Well, if you want to pick your brain, we'll ask you a bunch of questions. But if if you know, we just want to talk about dogs, man. And you know, that's the whole point of this podcast is to again bring awareness to uh, the hunting dog because like everywhere i know in mississippi you know people don't they don't want you they think our dogs are go run their deer off and i mean i'm a deer hunter so oh that's that's the same thing up here (laughs) you know i'm a deer hunter uh we still run deer dogs uh but with that being said you know i don't want to run your deer off i could i mean honestly if my squirrel dog runs a, a deer it's it's either go not like it anymore after that time or it's not gonna be my squirrel dog anymore you know so right <laughs> but no i just no, I get it. you know I totally get it. We, you know we just i mean you know it's i could think five people that was like man you ought to get mike on you ought to get mike on so anyway i'm glad we we're able to uh sit down for a minute and shoot the junk why don't you uh tell us uh your name where you're from and a little bit about yourself uh my name's mike powers i'm from cincinnati ohio a little north east uh about 20 miles northeast of cincinnati um i just turned 50 years old i've always been into some kind of dog uh my great my grandfather started me on uh bird dogs and uh beagles and i just loved training dogs at an early age and he he showed me so many things um just the foundation what a dog should do you know as far as the confirmation he said in bird dogs, it had a lot to do with confirmation, how long a dog could last. And he taught me a lot about that. Um, and I just loved training dogs. I just got into it big time. I uh, went from that until uh, my other grandpa coon hunted. And I got into coon hunting when I was 12. And started coon hunting with a bunch of old timers around that uh, was around my grandfather. Because my grandfather coon hunted and water raced and lied. That's what he did. My other one, not my one with the bird dogs, my mom's dad. And um, I just uh, fell in love, like I said, training dogs from the beginning. Uh, did the coon dogs up till I was about 16. And then stayed with beagles all along. Uh, bird hunting kind of fell to the wayside because our bird population went way downhill up here in Ohio. Um, then I got, ended up getting out of coon hunting, staying with beagles and then got back into coon hunting and then went to squirrel dogs in 2008 and been into squirrel dogs ever since. I had a buddy beg me to go, beg me to go. And I said, man, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. If I'm going to do anything, I'm going to coon hunt. And finally I went and I said, man, this is the best thing since sliced bread. This is like <laughs> coon hunting today. That's so, right. That's what I tell people. And, Oh, I fell in love with it. He had, and, and honestly, you know, I, I'm not, I don't care if it's a tree and cur, I don't care if it's a feist, I don't care what, if it's a good dog, it's a good dog. You know what I mean? That's right. And I went with a little feist the first time, and she banged out nine or ten squirrels, I forgot what it was, and I was like, whoa. So I tried to get me a feist, and I'll tell you, I'm no good at feist. I, I, I had one that would treat a little bit, uh, but I didn't like how long you had to keep going with them. You know what I mean? Uh, I've seen some good feist, so like I said, I don't have nothing issues with feist. They're just not my cup of tea because maybe I didn't get the right one. You know what I mean? And then I started in um, mountain curs and tree and curs, and um, you know, uh, just loved it. 
I mean, and then, you know, I started using some old tricks I used for coon dogs to get them started uh, and started remembering some things my grandpa would do with bird dogs. And uh, that's the reason them pups just started kicking off real fast. Um, you know, when I started training them and they just come, it just come natural to them. I mean, just, and, and you know, I use a little trick where I uh, zip tie a squirrel and uh, leash it basically. Uh, and show the dog the first time and then start running tracks with a live squirrel so it's hot scent and put it up so far up a tree so they can't get it but they can track it to the tree and then see it tree it and the pups just turn on they just they love it i mean and then we go from there so that is the exact so i don't have to i don't have to ask that question then i remember back a few years ago i said hey what in the world are you do how did you do that and you was like shh it's a secret <laughs> yeah it's an ancient chinese secret <laughs> but yeah, you gotta be very fast <laughs> that's right man but that is awesome I, I, that was one of my questions i mean honestly because i was like man i gotta know how you got that darn squirrel on a on a string on a leash yeah yeah it's uh you gotta be very fast i've been bit a couple times right um uh, but yeah, that, that I don't, I don't let out how I do it. I just tell people I do it and that's it. And then I've got several guys, well, I figured it out. And then they send me a picture like, no, that's not how I do it. <laughs> you, so, uh, and, and it's just a certain way you do it. You can control the squirrel. Now you got to watch the squirrels, of course. Uh, if it's hot out or something like that, you're going to kill that squirrel. You're going to make it have a seizure and it's going to die very quickly. And you can only use it two or three times uh, running up a tree and let one pup tree on it. And if it don't get it, what I do is I hold the pup back. I take the squirrel, I hold the squirrel down and I don't use gloves. Everybody's asking, do you use welding gloves? No, I hold the squirrel down. I clip the zip tie and I let the squirrel go in front of the pup. And then I turn the pup loose and see if he'll tree at that time. Some pups don't get it the very first time or, you know, two times you show them that. And I only use it, like I said, two to three times on a two to three trees. And then the squirrel gets turned loose. Right. So, um, and then some just kick off natural right off the bat. I mean, there's, there's a few of them. There's like the little Jack dog, um, that they got advertised right now. Myrtle Seeley and, uh, Mike Pumphrey's got him for stud. Um, and he's a reproducing machine, but I started him. And I remember when I started him, he had the freakiest nose in the world. He could start treeing 20 and 30 yards away from the tree, have his head up off the ground. And I mean, just coming to the tree, bouncing. And I thought, good night. You know what I mean? A matter of fact, I got an acre pond and he was running down one side of the acre pond. And I got a strip of woods in between the road and my pond that I use a lot for zip tie squirrels because right. I can run them down the grass bank and then run them inside the woods, put them up a tree. And he was on the opposite side running towards my house in between my house and the pond. And he th threw his head up and started treeing on that the other side of the pond. And I thought, are you an idiot? And he ran right around that pond and come right to that tree, tree in every breath and just locked it down. I thought, good night. And then later in life, Mike Pumphrey told me a story about that dog treeing on one side of the bank and him being and the coon being on the other. And there'd be the coon sitting there. And I, I believe it because that pup, he started from day one, he had a freakish nose. And then he started getting better as I started showing him squirrels and started knocking squirrels to him. And I didn't keep him long. And I sent him back to Merle Seeley. And Merle's like, hey, 
just keep him a few more months. I was like, no, I'm not training this dog for you. <laughs> so, uh, but that's how I started him. And uh, Grace, OBX Grace, started her the same way. Powers is 2020 Raven. Um, image Maker, I called him Maverick. But um, I knew you had, yeah, I knew you had, uh, I knew he, he had a different name back then. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's interesting, man. That's, uh, that's always been a, you know, that was, that was one of my, f my big questions. I was like, how in the world did this cat do this? Because, you know, it's so, it, it, it's genius, really. It really is. It's, it's, well, it's, you, you have it in controlled environment. Pups have to be in a controlled environment and they have to be consistent. Um, a lot of people think, oh, I'll just buy this pup and it should be natural. Uh, some of them will be. Uh, some of them, you know, you need to encourage that natural ability to come out. Um, so, you know, when you do the zip tie thing, it just gets them fired up. And if they're gamey, they click off quick. Image Maker, I got a video of him at 14 weeks old. People don't believe me, and I got this video that I can show them. I heard that little pup tree, and I had three apple trees in my old house. Squirrels always come in and had feeders in there. It was in my dog block. Because one other thing I did is I pack trained dogs back in my 20s uh, for police department and stuff. And when I had this fenced-in area, I was like, you know what, I'll just put feeders inside it. And, you know, when my pups are loose, they, they can see squirrels and tree squirrels. Well, I heard this pup tree was in the house, and I come looking at it. I'm like, what's that pup doing? I thought he had something running inside. I walked around into my middle area, and he's standing on that apple tree with a squirrel. And I thought, wow. So I ran back in the house, got my phone, come back out, and he stayed treed the whole time. Well, the squirrel timbered out into the neighbor's yard, and I got to say, I shot it out anyways. And then I brought him back to game and gave him back the squirrel. And that pup sit there like he'd just been treeing all of his life. And then I showed him a few zip-tie squirrels, and then I started hunting him. I started hunting that pup at four and a half months old. I killed him 67 squirrels before I sold him to uh, David Jeffries. Wow. So, and I sold him, I think it was six and a half, seven months old, I sold him to David Jeffries. Mm, mm, mm. A good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's, uh, not to not to move around or anything, let's, uh, so, what got your start on, like, you know, I guess, when did you get your first competition-style dog that you knew that you could go and compete with? Well, the funny story is I didn't even know I had a dog. I had, a, I, in my opinion, the first dog I had, his name was Bull, and I went to the OMCBA World Hunt. I forgot what year it was. I went through the first two rounds, and I thought, is this what this is about? Is are these? I mean, honestly, I thought these dogs are sorry, and I've got a mediocre dog, and I'm walking through them, or do I got a better dog than what I thought? Well, then I got into the next round. And I absolutely got my butt waxed. <laughs> Do you remember who you drove? I mean, his dog named Slade. And the Slade dog was with Keith Perdue. And he's told me, now I don't know how true or what it was, but he said, I haven't run this dog all year long. I ran him 31 days before the hunt. I started getting him conditioned for this hunt. And I said, do what? I mean, it got so bad. It, we had 40 minutes left in the hunt. I put my dog on a leash. I said, I've been beat. 
there ain't no way I'm catching you. And we were standing on the road, and the other competitor that was with us, and I won't mention their name, Keith's dog standing on its hind legs whining, looking over in the woods, and our dogs are standing there didn't even have a clue that squirrel was even in the woods. And I looked at him. I said, I'm done. He said, what do you mean? I said, your dog's already smelling a squirrel. And the other guy goes, no, he's not. I said, bud, I'm telling you right now, I'll leave my dog on the leash, but I'll bet you $50 that dog trees a squirrel within 30 seconds to a minute. He said, no way. I said, I'm telling you, you're wasting your time. And he, he, I was two squirrels down already. And that guy was three squirrels down. And I thought, he's going to tree another one on us. We don't even know it's here. And he cut that dog loose, and I'm not joking. He went maybe 75 yards, fell a tree, and had a squirrel. Wow. Oh, yeah. And then right then I said, that's what I want. You know what I mean? And I went, and I've had a female. I bought a female, and I went to Kentucky State with her. And it was um, uh, no Merce and Geronimo bred female. And she was a good little squirrel dog. And I bred her to Devil Creek Stretch and got um, Powers' Judge Judy. Now, they've got her name changed now on the papers. And I took Judge Judy, and I didn't take her to no hunts because I thought there's something still lacking a little bit, and I went with Hummer. I happened to see Hummer on a cast, and I thought, I want to breed to him. And I went and I bred that Judge Judy to Hummer, and that's when I produced uh, Powers' 2020 Raven. And that was my first true squirrel dog competition dog i ran against woody she was eight and a half months old at the indiana nsd state hunt she took second we had eight inches of snow and woody beat me in the uh final cast and it was woody and her and me and woody we've had it out a couple times me and michael and um uh raven's just a flat squirrel dog and and you know she beat woody and woody's beat her you know what i mean like any dog can be beat it, right. you know there's no perfect dog yep you said it but she, uh, she was my first dog, and uh, a lot of people, even Greg Maynard, even mentioned one time in a hunt, a guy said uh, about one of the pups out of her, well, he got all this tree style from his daddy, and Greg said, no way. That was the one bark tree dog. Mike would tree her on one bark, and I would. She would bark, I'd tree her, and that was it. That, that female would get in there and get treed and have a squirrel and stay. She could, did she hunt good, like? I mean, she'd go hunting. Oh, hunting. sometimes she'd hunt it too good. Sometimes she'd outrun her mouth. She, it, 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 it's like her grandma. Um, you cut that dog loose, and she would go six, eight, nine hundred to even a mile. It didn't matter. <laughs> Just wherever she had to go to get under one. She Wherever she had to get under one, yeah. Man, that sure makes it nice, you know, especially if they got a good mouth. You know, was her mouth pretty nice? She started out really good, and as she got older, her mouth, she had, honestly, I call it the typical Hummer curse. Their mouth starts getting lower and lower, and I don't know if it's the Hummer curse or the tank curse. They come back from, you know what I mean, back in that bloodline. Um, Where Hummer just gets always had a great mouth. Yeah, it just goes, I mean, after some, you know. Coarse. Yep, it, it does. It's, uh, you know, it does get coarse, you know, where it, I guess it don't carry as far, I guess. No, it doesn't. And still to this day, my buddy Colby McCourt's got um, Raven at his house because um, I thought, man, I, I couldn't watch her get old. And uh, he took her down there and his kids love her. That dog is so smart. You could throw a ball. I could tell her get in my pond. I could tell her go try to. She would retrieve a duck if I'd kill a duck. Um, she was just smart. 
very smart and um um, I, his kids play with her. He hunts her, and he loves her, and his kids love her. So that's where she needed to be. Right, and and you know that's good. That, I think. Yeah. I think that these cur dogs, they do. You know, it's at at, at some point they do become part of the family because they are so smart, man. They are a lot smarter than some of the dogs that I fool with. Lord have mercy. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's some dandies in them. That's right. So, after that, what would where'd you go then? Like, what did you uh, would you pick up along the way? Well, I bred Raven, and you know, I, I'd pick up a pup like Image Maker or uh, OBX Grace, or uh, I had the Big Willie dog um, that actually went to um, Jeff Island and Norm Island, bought him, and had me starting for him. And I told Jeff when he was on the phone and his daddy, I said. If this dog, if you leave him with me, I'll win that NSD youth hunt or that um, fraternity hunt or pup hunt that they have. I said, I'll win that hunt. Well, Jeff and them picked him up, took him back, and then they sold him to another guy, and another guy bought him, and they kept saying, well, the dog won't do this, won't do that. And I thought, the dog just needs to know you. And um, I got Big Willie back and hunted him. I hunted Raven for a lot of years. Uh, and then had a few other little dogs sprinkled in there. And then, uh, I'll be honest, Raven, Willie was good. Raven was one of my best. And my other one was, uh, Big Motor Kate. Um, Big Motor Kate I won the junior world with. And she was just one of the best squirrel dogs I ever owned. Personable. I could bring her in the house, but she ended up passing away back in March of 2022. So um, is so, no 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 big motor Kate. That's not the one that 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 got away that got away at uh, the OMCBA hunt, huh? Didn't, didn't, no no no. Oh, big motor Kate's the one that won the junior world hunt. Yeah. Okay, so back in, I thought didn't a couple dogs get shot at the OMCBA world or something? That that was uh, Mina. That was uh, Kenny Gray's dog Mina that come from Merle Sealy. Um, she was out of, uh, uh, Thunder Lady and then of course, uh, the Rage dog. And then, um, she ended up getting killed with, uh, I believe a male that, uh, come from, um, Jamie Bow that, uh, who, um, daggone it, my mind's going blank. It was a male dog and Mina is what it was. I think Brady owned half of the male dog with um, Russ down in uh, Georgia. Right. So I was—I I don't know. I just, for some reason, I was thinking, I guess the big motor threw me off. <laughs> I was thinking Kate. Big motor meat is what yeah. it was, yeah. No, Kate ended up having some stuff, and I had her at like four different vets, and I had over $1,000 trying to figure out what was going on, and uh, I brought her in the house, and then on uh, Sunday – that last Sunday, she uh, ended up falling over, and I rushed her to the vet. Time I got to three miles away from the house, she was, took her last breath. Dang. Yeah. That's uh, that's terrible because you know you want the uh, the good ones never last that long I, for some reason. Yeah, and you, you know a lot of guys they'll always tell you they got the best here, best that. An old guy once told me you could probably count on one hand how many really exceptional dogs you have in your lifetime. And those are two of them. Raven and her was two of them. 
That's exactly I mean, I've had some good ones. I've had some real good ones. I'm not going to say that. But in my opinion, those were the two best. Now, I've got another little young dog I'm running right now, and I really am starting to like him. What do you and call now, him? I call him Sniper's Little Gator. Is he the little sniper pup? He's in a little sniper and Toby Fike's uh, Rosebud dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, little sniper. And I've got a female here. here. There's here. You got a female that what? I'm sorry, I was talking while you was talking. I got a female litter mate to uh, Gator here of uh, Toby Fikes and Jeff Island. Ah, yeah, yeah. That I'm looking for. Right. Is that the, uh, is that going to be the? Stormy. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Yep. That, um, man, just in looking, you know, I get to hunt with Little Sniper a good bit because, I mean, Miles and I are big buddies, but, uh, and uh, actually, he is really... You're starting to see some of his pups, you know. He wasn't, when Scott Cassiopo had him, he didn't really, he didn't breed him a ton, you know, maybe to his feet. No. And, and then uh, Toby's, but, uh, man, I think you're going, I think you're going, he's going to do his part in the stud pen, I think. Well, a uh, little sniper actually come from my good buddy Merle. Right. And um, I, I actually got to see, I, I've seen the pups born and everything with Lace. And um, I liked Little Sniper. And funny thing was, is I tried to buy Little Sniper before he was even started. And I was with him when he started. I had a, a litter mate mail to him, and I started him the same time Little Sniper. We hunted a lot together. Me and, well, we still do hunt a lot together. Um, and um, Little Sniper, I even had him at my house several times hunting him for Merle. And I got him ready for his first junior world at eight and a half months old. And uh, he got... I think it was eighth or tenth. It wasn't great, but he just got out. He just got beat. I mean, it was on the last tree. The dog sunk in there. It was actually Samuel Green's dog. Samuel Green was hunting the dog, and he hunted him out at this place, and I still accuse him of it every time. Um, dog went straight to these houses because he knew squirrels were up there with feeders, and he uh. treated the squirrel. <laughs> I mean, it just happened. So, um, But he beat me. In that uh, semifinal of the Junior World, or I think, yeah, I think it was in the semifinals. And then um, I ended up getting like 8th or 10th or something like that. But Little Sniper, he was actually, if I would, I, I told you I built a house back in uh, 2018 or 19. Merle was selling him at the time when I started building that house. And if I wouldn't have built that house, I would have bought that dog. But I couldn't see taking the money that I already had. You know what I mean? My wife was telling me, go buy him, go buy him. I said, no, I ain't buying him. I'm just going to, um, you know, see if somebody I know will buy him. Well, it didn't work up, and he went to, I think he went to Clay Bassam, and then he went from Clay Bassam to Scott, and Scott called me up. He had a female, and he was going to go try him. He said, what do you think about this dog? And I said, Scott, you're trading a Pinto for a Cadillac. And he said, oh, no, this dog's a squirrel dog. I said, bud, let me tell you, when you go with a little sniper, you're trading that Pinto for the Cadillac. The dog you're trading right now, and I won't mention her name, I said, is nothing in his league. And uh, he did. He come back. He said, man, that's a nice dog. I did. I got it traded. I said, you got lucky. You you, you cheated that man is what you did. Yeah, I, so. I know what dog you're talking about. I, I talked to Scott about that same <laughs> that same thing. Uh we had uh, so you had little sniper or so what you said you had a litter mate to him what 
there was another one that was around here called they he called him like Razor Ramon. That's 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 the one I had. Was he pretty nice too? I started him. He was just he's just a good uh, squirrel dog. He's just a good pleasure dog. He did he didn't have the snap little sniper did and dream dreams another litter mate to theirs um, that Brian Perry owns. They all I mean sniper was the best pup out of that litter. I mean in my opinion that's my opinion. Um, but you know he just didn't have the drive sniper does he does i mean it's but there's just totally different dogs you know what i mean right i seen where you know he come to he got to mississippi at, at one time uh somebody from around here bought him also uh and leslie leslie that's right leslie leslie shoot herring herring mm-hmm. uh-huh and he he had him but i think he sold him but I, you know, I, you know, I inquired about him, you know, because I, I liked Sniper. I just didn't know, you know, I didn't get a chance to go with him. Uh, but I do really think that, that that line of dogs is really throwing some stinking good dogs. I know that. Hard going. That's we'll really, see. Well, I've, really I've like got a pup coming out of the, yeah. Sorry. I'm, no, no. You're I, right. Yeah. The hard going, the hard going yeah, dogs are better. I, I, I just, I really like one that you don't have to. <laughs> I say it every podcast. If I got to walk you over a squirrel, I'm not going to have you. Right. But, yeah. Well, and that's like little gator right now. Little gator, he can tree them at 50 yards or he can, I mean, he, he if the furthest I've ever had him go, though, is seven, 800 yards. Uh, but he's only 10 months old. Um, and, you know, females mature better than males faster, usually, in my book. But um, he is just coming along leaps and bounds and, um I've killed quite a few squirrels to him, too. I mean, I've probably killed, I'd have to count in my book. I usually keep a book on every pup and see how many I killed to them. But I think it's around 70, 80 squirrels a season, the gator. Dang, that's handy right there because, I mean, it sounds like you you do like this pup. Yeah. Yeah, he's a nice one. He's a real nice one. He's a go-getter. He's got a good mouth, and he's going to have squirrels. So you usually only fool with one or two at a time. This year I've been a little stupid. <laughs> yes, I do. I usually only mess with one or two. Um, and you know, I'll sprinkle in, like I said, I've got Jeff and, um, Island and, uh, uh, Toby Fikes female up here right now, uh, conditioning her and getting her a little bit more settled on trees. And she is a fireball. She's a little bit different gator, uh, she's more of a, uh, I mean, she's fast. They're both fast, but she is supersonic fast and straight line. She'll straight line a little bit, but man, she's got a heck of a mouth and she likes to have a squirrel and she's going to be something to reckon with in the future. As long as she keeps going the way she's going. Right. You know, Jade, you know, just Jade female. She's pretty nice. Yeah. I've watched her tree her first squirrel. Yeah, uh, when John Stewart owned her, yeah. I, a matter of fact, I was um, out with we had Little Sniper, Image Maker, and Jade when Jade treated her first squirrel. Is what we had out. It was me, John Stewart, and Merle Seeley. That's a lineup right there. That's a that's a world hunt. Final, yeah, that's a world hunt final cast there. <laughs> yeah. So how'd that how'd that yeah. get, how'd that go? 
little sniper kicked the hind end out of it. That's why I sold Maverick. I got mad at him that day. At six and a half, seven months old, Merle's like, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. I said, I'm not going to get embarrassed like this. You know, uh, actually, we cut him loose. And uh, Sniper hit a den, and Image Maker had a squirrel. And I was harassing Merle. I said, my dog had the squirrel. Kind of looking at him, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, this is going to be good. And Jade backed. Because uh, Jade wasn't even really started, you know what I mean? But she jumped on that tree with a little sniper, and we was all like, wow. So then we cut them loose, and little sniper had a squirrel. Maverick had a squirrel or image maker. And then we cut them loose, and little sniper got off that tree. I mean, wheeled in there. And, and little sniper's probably, I think he was almost 10 months old at the time. So he was a little bit older than Maverick, and, and I think he was Jade was about the same age. Well, Sniper went in there and treed again, and Maverick treed and didn't have his had a den, and Sniper had a squirrel. But then he started, you could see him, he started getting big eyes and ears, wanting to listen. And if I was smart, I should have tucked him out and not even hunting him the rest of the way. But we were way far down this riverbank, and we parked the car at one end, and we parked the car at the other end. And I was like, I don't want to have to walk all the way back. You know what I mean? So I should have put him on a leash, and I didn't, but... It kind of, he did good, but I got frustrated because I was getting beat. I'll be honest with you. I don't like being beat. I'm very competitive. <laughs> well, that's good. So, and and right when they did that, we did a couple more trees. And about that time, we walked past, and Jade was sitting there moving around, and Jade just pulled up and treed. And I mean, blew the top out of this tree. And I was like, good night, that female's got a mouth. You know what I mean? Because I heard her with little sniper, but she really wasn't putting it out. Well, it seemed like everything just clicked right then. And we walked back there, and she had a big fox squirrel sitting up there, and John shot it out to her. I'll be dog. Yeah, and then the rest of it, she just kept getting better and better for John. And uh, then Isaiah bought her off of John, and I should have. I had a chance to buy her, too, and I should have done it, but I wasn't looking at it at the time. You know what I mean? I had some other pups running, and... um, but yeah, I've seen Jade tree her first squirrel. Well, she has flat treed a pile of them since that one, cause uh, that heifer has—I mean, she's the winningest dog in of all time now with uh, USDC. Oh yeah. Um, her and then Woody. Yeah, her and then Woody. So, yeah. So you've you've hunted with Woody a good bit, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's he's he, he's competition dog, man, Michael. I'll tell you what was so funny is I was on a cast with him down at the NSD World, and Michael said, oh, he's in squirrel dog mode, and I watched him rip off squirrels right and left, and I thought, good night. And then I was with him with another cast. Michael said, ah, oh, he's in tree dog mode, and he did. He made some trees, and, I mean, he just kept treeing, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> a matter of fact, one of the times with Raven, uh, we made four trees. Raven had four squirrels, and he had four dens, and he said, I'm not going to beat you today. Michael is just an honest, good competitor. I mean, he really is. And uh, Woody, they can say whatever they want to about that dog. He's a winner. I mean, he's just a flat winner, and he's he's tough. Well, so I own a female that's out of him and and, and a a bird dog hound cross, and I actually won her. She actually won her first hunt last Saturday. and she was in what you, what Michael called tree dog mode because, you know, mm-hmm. the weekend before uh, last week, you know, tough conditions in the Mississippi Delta. And it was Wade, Hildebrand, and I. 
and uh, Messiah and Ava were the only two that treat squirrel, uh, you know, that had the squirrels, you know. But uh, right. last weekend, you know, they treed. I think we had one squirrel or two squirrels treed, and Ava, <laughs> she made five trees the first round. It was only eight dogs there. Five trees the first round and, like, four trees the next round. It just – she was in tree dog mode, you know. She just – we never right. could find her. She traded to trade on dens, but, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, like I said, I hope she's go – I hope she can win, you know, obviously. Um so we go push her hard next year. Hopefully, if she she continues on, but uh, yeah, man. So so yeah, we're uh, so you get to man up there that y'all get to. There are so many good dogs up there. So it's stiff competition there. You know, we got a different environment. I went to the Delta this year, and I don't know how y'all boys hunt that. Uh, oh, so you, you did? If, you went if, to the you Oh, that was the worst hunt I've ever had in my life. Really? Tell me about it. Let's talk about it. Let's hear your your opinion because, you know, we live down here, and uh, this is this is what we hunt every single day. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest. We got down there, I think we hunted three days. And I'm not saying, you know, I don't know the terrain. I, it, what I've seen down there, I think you need a boat. If you had a boat and you get across the sloughs where nobody else can go, you'd be in money. I think you're get exactly right. I, I love the way you're thinking. It's so – so here's the thing. Wade, he gets – he's he's got some places, man, and he has more squirrels. And, and he'll tell you. like He ain't just tell me. He'll tell anybody. He's got more squirrels than anywhere. And he's up around Texarkana, but – He's got more squirrels than anybody in this country. I mean, they're just plentiful. But he he hunts out of a boat, and you know, and he can get to these places that you know the, the regular old truck and dog box man he can't get to. So I get right. it. if you had a boat that you could keep up there and and, and put in and uh, and and get on some of these little old islands or shoots and stuff, I think you could whack them. You know, get in there where they. Oh are. yeah. Yeah, that's what we've seen. Now, we, we got in a couple little pockets, um, and we had young dogs down there, too. I had Gator. I think Gator was eight months old, and I think Merle had uh, Macy, and Macy is like, uh, I think she was coming a year old, and uh, Dwayne Knight was with us. Uh, he's a good buddy I met down there in Mississippi now. Um, he was guiding us down there, and he was, you know, taking us. It just it, it ended up not working. I had a great time, great fellowship with those two guys, you know what I mean? Um, uh, cut up and laughed and stuff like that. But the squirrels, I think we killed – I think we only killed maybe 16 squirrels out of three days. We just did nothing but den tree after den tree, and it just – we hunted and walked ourselves to death, and you're right. I see Wade's picture, and I, I swear I, I'd almost pay him to come down there and go hunting with him to go back there because him hunting off horseback, and I used to I ride horses a lot too, that is just – I think that's money. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like a good time. My, Yeah, good time being lazy and riding a horse, so. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he, he, he does kill a pile of squirrels. We don't have the squirrels, y'all – you know what I mean? Do up there. If we have a tailgate of 10 to 15, uh, you've had a huge day up here. Cause I, well, I have nothing but state land. I hunt. I don't have much private land up here. The deer hunters have tucking over everything up here. I've lost 13 private spots. One, I mean, several of them, eight, 900 acre farms that I've had from my grandpa had permission and my dad and then me and uh, then finally they said, well, one of them actually got leased out by Buckmasters. Uh, come in there because the Beatty buck, a big famous buck up here in Ohio, the Beatty buck was killed one mile from there. 
Wow. And they come in there and leased his whole place. I mean, he's like, Mike, I can't let you hunt no more. And they keep a running lease. He makes more money off that lease than he does farming it. That's what I was just fixing to say. These folks with, you know, more power to them. They, you know, they've done well in, in, in doing what they do for a living. But, you know, it's hard to compete with folks like Buckmasters. Oh, know? you can't compete against that. No, you can't. So you're exactly right, man. And again, it, it stinks for us, but so where did y'all hunt at? Do you remember where y'all were? Uh, cause Dwayne, you know, he come to a hunt of mine and, uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's a big man. He loves that sniper bloodline for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, we went, uh, what was it? Something Bryant. We went there one evening because Phil. it closed down. That, that was Phil Bryant. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's a new, it. That's a that that's only we've only had that for maybe a two years. It used to be a, a pri, all that used to be a private deer club that like a, a timber company Anderson Tully uh, owned the land. I think it was mm-hmm. Anderson Tully, and the state come in and I don't know if they took it or bought it. Ever how that works? I know that's terrible, but I mean it was a it was a deer camp, a private deer club for. Man, ever and then they took it in and now it's uh it's a uh yeah it's a wma phil bright wma but it's real real weird days you can hunt you can't like we were there on a, i think it was a wednesday evening we only really got to hunt about an hour and 10 minutes and treated a couple squirrels and i thought man this is gonna be nice he said well we can't hunt it tomorrow and about that time it started pouring the rain and we had to quit i mean it just rained so hard we could i mean nothing was out Y'all and go, then, uh, we y'all, went, yeah, y'all probably went on up to like Holly Bluff or Rolling Fork or something like that. Yeah, we were. I know we was in Panther Swamp. Yep. Uh, and we went there, and then um, I forgot. There was another little place right over from Panther Swamp. Oh, uh, Twin Oaks Delta National. Yeah, we went to Twin Oaks. Yeah. Yep. Now we never treat a squirrel at Twin Oaks. I think we made two or three trees, and that was it. And hunt it there over an hour and a half, two hours. So what's crazy is, you know, I'm glad that, man, I'm glad that you're that you, you you're telling this because usually years in the past we would flat whoop them in the in in the delta, and we I mean that was a place that you went to get in squirrels, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and they just weren't there. I don't think the acorns were there, uh. You know, I just don't think that the squirrel, I don't know what the deal was. Because, I mean, I had, let's see, I had a, I had a USDC pro hunt. I had a USDC state hunt. Had a NSD pro hunt. And my buddy, Justin Guy, had a NSD division, couple division hunts there. And so that's five or six hunts. And where you usually tree you know the 10 and the 12 and the 15 a day you know cast squirrels man they were like there was one day that we treed like two only two all day and that was last that was two weekends ago we only treed two squirrels now you know Masai got under some squirrels after the hunt but i mean literally after i mean we only plussed up two squirrels and that's just not that's just not the Mississippi Delta. It's just not because they are there. There's a lot of den trees there, but over the years, I mean, so Josh Perkins and uh, Chuck Coomer and all of those guys come down once a year to hunt the Delta with us. And I know two or three years ago, 
one evening we killed 21, killed 16 one morning. I mean, we just, we got in them and, and you know, it just, they, they, I think they killed 17 or 18 in two or three days this year. You know, it's just, it was crazy. Right. That's what we did. I mean, we just, I, I'm like you, I don't think the mash was there this year. Um, and you could see the squirrel's nest, they, they looked older, like rattier. Um, like there wasn't, like the squirrels just migrated out. Um, and, and, and let's face it. I mean, another thing I bet you, we seen 25 trucks with dog boxes. So, I mean, you've guys got so much hunt pressure. It's unreal. Like we ran into one, uh, well, like it was us three. We ran into nine guys with seven dogs and they said, all they did was den trees and one coon. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa. You hunt with nine guys, <laughs> so, uh, and then that many dogs. I mean, you know, uh, it was it blowed my mind. Well, everywhere we turned, we seen a dog box or something. You know what I mean? I was like, man, you guys got so much hunt pressure; it's unreal. So we we do. So with that being said, also we it used to not be that way. And and look, this goes back to the Facebooks and the stuff because. Everybody wants to kill a black squirrel, and hey, there's plenty of black squirrels, but it has uh, it has gotten a lot, you know, and, and the flooding now, that thing flooded for, like, it, it stayed underwater for like seven months, three, two years in a row, so uh, all that of that. hurts, too. Yeah, 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 I mean, there was, I think it was 480-something thousand acres of row crop land, which butts, you've seen all that, the crop fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were underwater, so um, that's why you probably seen those signs painted on buildings and stuff. It's you know, finish the pumps and stuff like that. Because, yeah, um, that's what they're talking about. I mean, it stayed underwater for two years, but uh, it 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 is uh, that didn't help. But you're exactly right, though. It there, there is a, it's it's a good bit of uh, good bit of gun pressure for sure. I don't so I don't shoot a lot of squirrels. I just don't. So I'll go back, and you've probably seen it on Facebook. We, I go, I take Payson, my little boy, to uh, Lee Langley and them's um, on uh, once a year, and we call it the Gator Hunt. He's got a super duper nice facility that, man, it sleep like thirty something people. It's on a river, and um, oh, so we go there, and I mean, for two days, there's a there's a small community, and I'm not real sure what the community is, but. They have what it's like a wild game supper, and uh, mm-hmm. we went in there and we whooped to, like, like to a couple. Now this was there were seventeen people, and it wasn't at one time. It was all different places around there. But uh, we had seventeen dogs. We had uh, and we rotated dogs out, you know. But for a Friday and a Saturday, we didn't hunt Sunday, but Friday and Saturday, we spanked them. We killed like two hundred eighty-one squirrels. Oh. Wow! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It was it's it's amazing because I mean you know and and there was only I can think six trees that there was more than one squirrel in. I mean, do, it, it's just there's so many squirrels on this place. It never gets hunted. It was you know Lee had the the hookup with some place uh, that we were hunting at. But anyway, with that being said, we uh we only out of the 281 we only kept 50 squirrels of ourselves. So. Uh, there's a couple local game wardens there that that are from this community, and this was all set up before we went and stuff. And um, 
I think we killed three coons. But anyway, uh, we give all them squirrels to them people, and they, uh, that community, and they had, they cooked them, and it was like a, man, it's like a, uh, like a block party, for, if you can imagine that. It's like a block party, but it's in the country, but it's like this, just this community, and they, they, they had deer and you know, we just give them all those squirrels, and like I said, two two conservation officers come, two game wardens come and got them, and and took them, and uh, they cleaned them, and I mean, they cooked them all for these people. Man, it was it's, it's just amazing. It was a good cause, you know. We took a lot of slack because that is a lot of squirrels, you know. I get it. Uh, we took a lot of slack on those, you know, but it was we, it was it was it was planned, and it was uh, it was something that we did. It was a good cause. We fed a, I mean, we fed crap, dude probably a hundred people you know that's awesome so i mean honestly that just if you got something like that and somebody's eating them there shouldn't be any complaining yeah it's not like we're we're uh pitching them in the ditch yeah we're not doing that crap no uh that's nuts uh right oh but no so i know we kind of got off of you know talking dogs for a minute but uh what did, uh, there was something else I was going to ask you. So after, so you got the, you call him Little Gator, or is that what you call him? Yeah, I call him Gator. Gator. Is he a, uh, he a, you know, is he about the same size as Little Sniper? Looks just like Little Sniper. Except really? Little Sniper's got a little bit more white on him. Uh-huh. Built like him and everything. He might be a hair smaller than Little Sniper's, like, shorter. Uh, but he's, like I said, he's 10 months old. Just, yeah, he's 10 months old. So he he just, he'll still fill out a little bit more. But I think he's going to look just like his daddy, built-wise. Really? Yep. Awesome. Yep. What, uh, I'm actually going to probably take him to the OMCBA spring hunt um, in the next couple, in March. I was going to go to the USDC pup hunt. In March, also uh, over here, it's only thirty minutes from my house. The world hunt is right, so I was going to take him to that, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out of work. Uh oh. So, yeah, that stinks. I mean, he needs to be there. I think you you stand a chance with as good as anything. So, uh, well, let me ask you this: what uh, as far as as far as like best dog that you've you know ever been with who is like you know maybe it's on a cast or whatnot what's the best dog you've 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 first you've seen and or been with on a cast it don't have to be yours uh and you know obviously you said that the uh shadow and uh or raven was it raven or shadow did you raven i hunted with shadow with bobby taylor and shadow right uh she she was a real squirrel dog too uh, Raven, Raven and Kate were my two yeah, best I've owned. Right, Ray, Raven and Kate. So, what is uh, what, what about your uh, so what's the best dog, best round you've seen? Um, you know, I think every dog has its day. I, I wouldn't say just that. I mean, I've seen Woody look awesome. I've seen Jade look awesome. I've hunted with Jade. I mean, pleasure hunting. You know what I mean? And I've had my Kate dog beat Jade. You know what I mean? Any dog can be beat. So I mean, I've seen a lot of good dogs. I couldn't, I couldn't really pick one. I mean, there's certain ones I like certain things about more than others, and uh, you know, it's you know, every dog's not the same, and and every dog has its day. Um, 
every dog can be beat. And I, I couldn't say that I had one. I think the Slade dog impressed me the most because it was early on. Um, what, was it? Been, what was it out of? Do you remember? Uh, it was a litter mate. It come out. It was it, Isaiah Hensley. It's his friends that had the dog. Um, and that's another good dog man right there is Isaiah Hensley. Really good dog guy. Um, he... I, th- I think one of the litter mates to Slade was Fire and uh, Bull. I think Bull won the Junior World and Fire. They, they, they all three were brothers. If I'm not, I, I might not be telling you the name correctly. Uh, if, I know it was Fire, Slade, and I forgot the other dog, but they were all good squirrel dogs. And it's a guy that's just a squirrel hunter over in Indiana that's friends with Isaiah. Um, I, I don't even know. I think they... I've even got the pedigree myself, what the pedigree was. But they were flat squirrel dogs, that's for sure. Well, that's what, uh, at the end of the day, that's what we're after for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, squirrels and trees beat den trees every day. All day long. They'll do it every time. Yep. You know, That's what I tell people also. I tell that to, you know, some of my buddies. I can't believe, you know, I did this and my dog did this and do that. I was like, one, I said, all bull aside, brother, I said those do- that dog right there will breed its mother. So they have a mind of their own. Exactly. <laughs> they have and a they'll mind. Turn around and eat crap. Yeah, yeah, they'll <laughs> eat crap and breed its mom. So uh, it's they have a mind of their own. But with that being right. said, you know, and then they get mad. Well, I can't. You know, I got beat on circle trees. Well, man, all your dog had to do was tree a squirrel. It's that easy. You know. That's it. But that's it. You know, some people don't want to. And if it's that. consistently getting beat, if it's consistently getting beat, you might want to look for another dog. You might want to reevaluate your dog power. That's right. What about like, who's the? Uh, what do you think on stud dog wise? What do you who who who? Where's the goat at on that? Who's who's reproducing the most? I know, I love how Jimmy Inman's got that deal going on, uh, where it, you know it shows the on the app. You can go and look at you know puppies. Or, you know, winning dogs out of, pet, you know, out of this sire and stud. You know, I've seen where, you know, Woody's in there and uh, Rod Hardy and uh, Tom Smith's got a, that farm junk. It's a hound. His name's Cash. He's up there and at the top reproducing some, some nice dogs, you know. Uh, but what do you think as far as, you know, what do you think on, on that, the, uh, the stud? Well, dog? you know, I mean, the, the book's still out on a little sniper. Uh, I've got two pups here that, I mean, he's making me a believer that little sniper is going to be a, a, another reproducing stud dog. Um, I think that his brother, I've got a pup coming out of a super nice female that Dwayne owns, and he bred back to uh, uh, Sniper's brother. Um, I believe Barry Rice owns him now. Um, is the the razor uh, one male razor, yeah. He owns him now, and I think he, you know, we'll see how he is. Uh, you know you know, Woody is at the top of the list because he's produced a lot of nice dogs. Um, I think another one that's coming on is the Little Jack dog. I think he's producing there. It made me, they bred the Hawk dog that Eric Wally's got. Uh, I was with him, watched him from start all the way up through until Eric bought him at the Junior World. Matter of fact, I ran again. I handled I handled Mina, the one that got killed by Kenny the Kenny Gray. He bought it off Merle. I handled Mina while Merle was handling Hawk 
in the junior world, we ended up getting first and second. That's exactly and right. Mina, I remember that now. I do remember that. Mina was pregnant with pups. Out of uh, she hawk, was bare right? around with pups. Out of hawk, she was bred the hawk. And uh, so I, I, you know, the book's still out on the hawk. Uh, but little Jack, his dad, uh, was bred to a dog called Little Bit, and I watched uh, not only hawk, but Hawk's got a full littermate sister that Kenny owns named Storm. And you talk about a squirrel dog. I liked her as much as I did my Kate dog. I mean, she is a, she's a phenomenal squirrel dog. And I don't know why she's not been at hunts or something. That'd be one dog I'd like to get my hands on hunting hunts because she is a flat squirrel dog and got a lot of talent, a lot of big airing nose ability, big mouth, big motor everything she's got it all but i actually went and bought the litter mate the litter little bit because i tracked down the litter that was by ernest paisley he had them he had four pups two males two females and one was a little bit and one's my uh sadie dog i bought and i went and tracked her all the way down in kentucky to find her out of festus and it was a burlap bred female back to festus that had those and those pups out of that are just coming phenomenal. So uh, Little Jack's been bred to several other females. We're going to see what he produces. Uh, matter of fact, I have two pups in my kennel right now, but they're, they were just born December 22nd. Um, I've got She only had two out of that Sadie female uh, and litter mate a little bit. And then, of course, Little Bit's got another litter on the ground uh, or coming on the ground or something like that. So uh, that they'll be, you know, telling on that. Um, and then we'll see what the future holds. But right now, you're correct. Woody's probably got the number one uh, reproducing out there because they're a lot. You know, he's been bred a little bit. Um, and we'll see what Little Sniper could do because I like Little Sniper. What you need to do is take your female that you have out of Woody back to Little Sniper. So, hey, don't that you dare, don't you dare think that's uh, that's not on the table because. Like I said, uh, Miles is a good friend of mine, and uh, J.W., who owns Little Sniper, uh, he, uh, J.W. McGee owns him. He he comes to my hunts and stuff with uh, Miles and Ronnie and, you know, Cody Pritchard and stuff. They all hunting dogs out of his, out of, for, for J.W. McGee. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely on the table. I, you know, I've witnessed him. You know, I've got to see him, three squirrels and stuff. So, he's, uh, yeah, he just... He's pretty nice, pretty nice dog. I mean, and I like what he's. Yeah. Thro- I like yeah. what he's throwing. You know, I looked at the little Jack dog. Oh, uh, I don't know much about him, but you know, I've I've been with Hawk. You know, Eric's from Mississippi, so I've been with Hawk. So he he. So did is little Jack? Is he a? You know, Hawk's a pretty big, you know, good sized dog, and you know, I Hawk is a little bit bigger. Than him. He is a good-looking son of a gun. Yes, he is. Little Jack, uh, in my book, um, a little bit more foot speed. He, they might have the same foot speed. I mean, it's hard to tell when you ain't, you know what I mean, when you looked at one when he was a puppy, and then you look at this dog when he's a, a full-grown dog. Uh, Little Jack's very fast, big airy nose, big airy. And I, I know there's some people that says, oh, my dog airs, and, you know, they're all going to use their nose. But Little Jack, he's guaranteed that that's an airing type dog i mean i've watched him sit back and tr- just be had his head up in the air just start treeing and just go right to the tree and lock it down he can uh, i've seen that at an early age he can tree them you know them hard to tree squirrels like the layups yeah, yeah. 
them hard day squirrels and you know get on the car yeah yeah and you know he's not been competition hunted much uh, he's been coon hunted a lot more than he's been squirrel hunted so i don't know how he would react to squirrel hunting versus uh coon hunting now um i know i started him with squirrels uh michael pumphrey ended up getting him um uh, and he coon hunted him a lot so uh, michael's just a good old boy in the country that just that's all he does is squirrel hunting coon hunting and honest as a day as long um and he, he coon hunted him, and then now Merle has him up there. I think Merle might be hitting a few hunts with him, might be. I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. But, you know, he's one of them. On, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of young dogs out there that I'm even interested in breeding down to the future, too. Uh, that's like that Kid Rock dog Brian Farrell's got. I really like his mama. I like, you know, Red Bud. If you ask Rod Hardy, he'd tell you it's one of the best dogs he ever hunted, Red Bud was. And he had a radiator the size of Kansas. So if it got 90 to 100 degrees, that dog could still go out and tree squirrels and just keep clicking them. That's what, so, that's what we I need down here, man. It is so stinking oh, yeah. humid down here. I just, man, it's tough on some of these dogs that, uh, to hunt them during the, during the, when you really need to start conditioning them. Because, I mean, even mm-hmm. I, I've even heard Jeff say it, you know, he don't hunt until, you know, October, November, because, one, we got... Uh, Snakes. Oh, man. <laughs> we got... I tell you what, me and Rod, it was me, Rod, Jonathan White, uh, that may have been us. Anyway, we were... We killed three rattlesnakes on a on a on a final round cast uh, last year. Three rattlesnakes. Oh man, I'd almost withdraw. <laughs> I wanted to, but I was the judge and and the and the hunt director. <laughs> I was like, dude, Rod flipping whipped that. He had a chain uh, a chain uh, leash, and that dude he whipped that thing around there like a a uh, 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 a whip, wow, pow, and knocked that someone in the head and. Pulled his knife out, cut his buttons off, his his rattles off. I was like, dude, I don't want to touch that thing. Oh no, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm with you there. I uh, I hunted in Arkansas one time, and a, a water moccasin almost got me, and I yanked a 12 gauge off and shot it. And uh, I thought, <laughs> there is no way I'd hunt down here all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shoot, we got to deal with alligators too. I mean, I like I said, I was telling you earlier, I deer hunt with dogs and. I'm in a camp that's 4,300 acres that, uh, you know, it adjoins the Ross Barnett Reservoir. And so it's full of, uh, it's full of rattlesnake. I mean, not rattlesnake, sorry, uh, alligators. And I mean, two, three years ago, you know, I get to, I'm watching my Garmin. They run a deer all the way to the water. Well, six of them went out there and five come back, um, so I'm like, well, crap, she'll come back tonight. You know, she'll come back into the camp. So I get up the next morning. She never come back. And I, got, I turn, you know, obviously my my uh, Garmin's still tracking. Well, now it's, you know, instead of on the bank, it's, you know, halfway out across the, the reservoir. You know, you're talking a mile out into the water. So. Wow. Yeah, so all I, all, I mean, that's the only thing we can think of is, you know, an alligator because that's, yeah you know that's 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 a tough thing because we found them you know not us but they have alligator season and they've killed them with dog collars and hunting dog collars and they're and you know when they open them up so 
it's uh it's it's crazy it, it really is so we have to yeah. we have to we have to rough it we rough it down here i wish that you know sometimes i wish because y'all have a bunch of red squirrels up there big fox squirrels right well we got gray mainly around me now i can get in a fox squirrel every once in a while around here but i can go 40 minutes north or i can go over to indiana and i can get in fox squirrels an hour it's an hour for me to get over in indiana and i can be in fox squirrels and then I can get in black squirrels in northern part of Ohio. Wow. Yeah. And I actually just killed my first black squirrel not 30 minutes from my house, 30, 40 minutes from my house. Um, I was out squirrel hunting and gator treat it and, and treat a black squirrel this season. That's the first one I've killed, and it was a boar. Oh, so, uh, and I, yeah, and I think they're migrating this way. There's a bunch of them up north. There's a bunch of them up north. And I think they're like anything. They'll migrate. Um so we'll see what happens. We might end up with black squirrels before you know it. So that's crazy to me why, you know, we are full up of gray squirrels actually where I live, but I can drive an hour and 30 minutes and be in in the Mississippi Delta, and it it's full of black squirrels. I just wonder why they don't come across, you know, if I'm only an hour and 30 minutes from there, why are they not in my on my property, I guess? I don't know. I ran into a biologist one time and I talked to him and when I was out squirrel hunting, he was doing some studies and I was like, you know, I just acquired because what's this guy out here in the woods? You know what I mean? And, and is he, is he some kind of weirdo? You know what I mean? So right. I started talking to him and I had a gun in my hand. So I was, I was pretty brave at the time. So I, I just started talking to him and ended up, he was a biologist for, from the university of Dayton. And he was there doing studies and uh, on plants and, and squirrels and stuff like that. And he started telling me about squirrels can migrate up to 50 miles. And he said, as they keep having young, they'll migrate even more and more. You know, their young will go out because what happens is when a female has babies, they might nurse them for a while. But if you ever watch them, the female will take the babies off and get them away from her territory because she don't want to compete against them. Uh-huh. And I was like, really? And then they'll migrate up to 50 miles. You know what I mean? So they keep going. Eventually, he said they'll go out. Because back when I was a kid, when I used to rabbit hunt and deer hunt, and that's all I did, and, and I coon hunted, you know, um, and all the way through my teenage years up until, man, even into my 20s, we had predominantly, unless you were in the city, you had gray squirrels around the town parks and stuff like that. But when you went out in the in farms and hunting, all you seen was fox squirrels, red squirrels. Right. And, and as they kept going, they started pushing out. And this is another thing. And I don't know how true. I was just going by what he says. He told me that the gray squirrels, everybody says, well, they'll chase a fox squirrel down and um, castrate him or something like that. You know what I mean? He told me what it was, was the gray squirrels carry a, like a smallpox disease to people. And he said the squirrel gives it to the fox squirrel, and that's the reason it limited the fox squirrels down, and they just started going in there, and that's the reason you see the fox squirrels get pushed out by the grays. Wow. It's because they actually die off. Um, it's and, and I'm not saying they're not aggressive, you know what I mean? But I've watched gray squirrels get after a fox squirrel, and then the fox squirrel runs them out of there because he's so big, you know what I mean? And I've seen it the other way too. Uh, but I'm not a biologist. I was just going by what he said. Uh, and that, that makes sense. And then you see, he said some of the fox squirrels get immune to it and then they'll come back a little bit, but you know, they just keep pushing them out and, and that's how it happened. 
but yeah, we used to have nothing but fox squirrels and then gray squirrels. And then like over there at Indiana, where I'm telling you around Brookville Lake, I used to, used to go around there. You used to hardly never tree a gray squirrel. Now you go over there and you'll tree a lot of gray squirrels. Hmm. So they're getting around that lake now too. So, and then even places that I have that have a lot of fox squirrels up north um, and a couple spots that I kind of keep hidden, I'm treeing a lot more grays in them, not the fox squirrels anymore. Wow. I was just wondering, though, man. I was like, you know, I know somebody has has uh, tried to – that somebody in this world is from the Mississippi Delta has trapped a black squirrel or a couple black squirrels. I just wonder why ain't nobody transporting them over here around my my, my woods because I'd like to have some. Well, and there's a little town here that's 20 miles from me, and it's a little subdivision. It's right off of uh, 75, and it's called Glendale. A doctor back in 1908 brought black squirrels in there, and that's the only town around here that has black squirrels. I mean a lot of black squirrels. And they're everywhere there, but it stays right there in that little community. They, I've never seen them out of that little community at all. And then I've got... I've got a friend or a cousin that works for the city over there, and I'm trying to get him to take some traps for me to trap them so I can bring them here to my place right. and just turn them loose. And yeah, start going oh, I get it. That's the same thing with me. Yeah. I want to put them on in, in my property, and, you know, and, and around my house, but I don't know. There may be a law against it. Who knows? Oh, oh I'm sure there is, but, you know, I probably owe <laughs> the game more than a million dollars, so I ain't going to complain if they give me a ticket for that's, trapping a squirrel. Hey, so. I'm with you. I am with you with that because that's, that's the truth right there, brother. Well, uh, well, shoot, man, we've been at it a little over an hour. What, uh, you got anything else you want to touch on before we call it quits? Cause no, if you and your boy ever want to come up and go hunting, come on. Heck yeah, I'd love to do that, man. I would absolutely love it. I'd like to, uh, to get up that way for sure. But, you know, what I want to do is with this podcast is obviously touch on it. And, uh, you know, we spoke on it earlier about the spreading awareness of dogs and, because it, we, you know, we're fighting a, a battle that big time. You know, they're they're gonna they're people are every day fussing about dogs being on their property, and you know it is what it is. But I just want you know, I want to pre uh thank you for coming on here and you know t- talking dogs, and I'd like to uh, once we get a you know few uh, excuse me a few more interviews, I'd like to get get you back on and. You know, we do a competition breakdown, so hopefully Cody, will, he does that part of it. Hopefully he'll call you, you know, and you can enter, enter, a little interview about the um, the Junior World or whatever with, with Gator because he sounds like he's going to make you the right kind, and I feel like you will uh, you will sure get the most out of one. Yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on, and it's a pleasure that a couple guys put my name in there, and I appreciate that too. Um I just enjoy working dogs, and sometimes it's frustrating. I'm, like, pulling my hair out thinking, God, why are you doing this? But other days, I'm like, yeah, so I love it. When, but, when, yeah, they, do, it, when they do time. work, yeah, when they do work right, <laughs> that's when you're like, oh, yeah. But then when they, yeah. when you half the time, you're like, man, what am I doing here? Why in the world do I get up this earlier, work myself to death at work, and then go run a dog to, to look like this? So, oh, I get it. I do right. get it. So, well, man, I sure appreciate you, brother. And uh, if I can ever help you with anything in Mississippi, you don't hesitate to give me a call. And 
like I said, I'll be in touch. I'll let you know. I'll text you or something, let you know when it comes out. Because, like I said, we got a couple couple ahead. But uh, I will definitely get, get, get with you, brother. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, buddy. You. Yeah, thank you, brother. All right, bye. Bye. Hello. Hello.